0: Hey. Hey, Harrison.
1: Yes, Gabby?
0: Okay, I'm going to describe the plot of a show to you, and you're going to tell me what show it is. Oh, God. So, this guy is essentially a con man, and he goes from town to town in small-town America, uh, talking up a big storm, getting the trust of the people, and then essentially leaving town with all of their money. And he gets to this one town, and something about this town is different. And one thing is that There's a woman in town who isn't taken in by him for a second, but over the course of the show, he starts to seduce her and she starts to fall for him. Plus, he starts to sort of question himself a little bit and wonder if maybe he's doing good in the town after all and in the end of the show everything works out he gets together with the lady and he decides to stay and figures out that he really is doing good now what show am i describing
1: that is the music man alex
0: no sorry i was talking about leap of faith
1: oh yeah but leap
0: of faith is a terrible show so we're not going to be talking about (laughs) it today i already don't know what show you're talking about because it never happened Anyway, so welcome to Pick a Little, Talk a Little, a podcast whose title you will come to understand over the course of this episode. I'm Gabriella Gazelowitz,
1: and I'm Harrison Benjamin,
0: like the president,
1: except the other way around.
0: In this podcast, we're going to be talking about musicals and saying stupid things, and it's great.
1: You may have heard some already.
0: So, because we're not talking about any other musical today, we're going to be talking about The Music Man. For a little bit of background on the show, The Music Man. The Music Man's so rad. Okay. Do you have any idea how rare it is for a show to be an original musical, meaning it's not adapted from anything? Yeah. It Uh, almost never happens.
1: I've been thinking about that the entire time we've been discussing about starting the show.
0: Also, another amazing thing about the show is that the music and the lyrics and a lot of the book are all by the same person.
1: Well, you can you can tell as you're as you're watching it, a lot of it's very cohesive in the um, piano lesson, especially. You know, you see the book literally moving into the score. Well,
0: we'll get to that. But a show can be well integrated without it being written by one person. And to be fair, True. this book had a co-writer. So Meredith Wilson wrote the music and the lyrics and co-wrote the book with Franklin Lacey. It came out on Broadway in 1957. Meredith Wilson, like. I never knew him, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. I feel like he would really get on my nerves. Okay. Why? He he was very sort of weirdly full of himself. He wrote like a little book called He Doesn't Know the Territory, which was about him being a Broadway outsider. He had done some film scores. He did the score for the Great Dictator. Like he had a big career. He didn't do so much musical work. This was his first musical and he only did three afterwards. Have
1: um, you ever written any dialogue before?
0: I don't know. Um but th- th- so my amazing thing about him is I would recommend everyone go on Wikipedia. Um, Um, and go to the sex and Broadway on his page. He did a record about writing The Music Man, and it's called Dot, 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 And Then I Wrote The Music Man. And the the picture, the cover of the album, is him just sitting, like, surrounded by admirers who are looking like, and then tell us about how you wrote The Music Man. So this is someone who just wrote this one thing and essentially coasted. It's not that his other work wasn't respected, it just never reached this level. Yeah. And I loved the work anyway. I had a teddy bear that when you wound it up it played music from The Music Man and I named it Meredith. I wonder what happened to that teddy bear. So he literally was just like, I really like growing up in Iowa. I think I'll write a musical about Iowa. And that is exactly what he gave us and then some. I just really like him.
1: And he likes you.
0: No, he's dead. I know. So so we have the musical, and it's set in 1912 in the Midwest. After a brief overture, the show starts with Rock Island, which is a rap?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can
0: kind of call it that. We were literally today debating what constitutes a rap in musical theater.
1: Well,
0: Well, okay.
1: it, It feels like it. Like, it definitely has that sort of that sort of vibe to it, although.
0: So here's I the amazing know. thing, and for reference, we'll generally be going by the original Broadway recording. Uh, we watched the movie right before recording this to refresh our memories. It's very true to the musical in a weird sort of move.
1: We had the libretto on on standby for any changes.
0: This is true. And the less said about the Matthew Broderick version the better. Um have you Harrison, did you ever see this on Broadway?
1: No. I missed it.
0: I saw it with Eric McCormick. He was a replacement for Craig Bierko. The Times didn't like him. I liked him a lot. I was also 10, so, you know. And now you can all do your math work and figure out my age. Um, But so the show opens with this sort of weird rap patter song that's really brilliant because it's like, it immediately drops you into, even though there's no other song like it, the tone of the show yeah. And sort of, it sets up this world because it's full of weird slang and it's supposed to be like, it's kind of like West Side Story where it's like, don't worry about not actually like understanding. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I was thinking. It, Which, it, it ingratiates you into the actual, into the dialogue of the show without actually telling you what it is.
0: You know why that's ironic?
1: Okay, sure. Yes. Why is it
0: ironic? Because this musical beat West Side Story for best musical at the Tonys. So in addition to the salesman sort of just talking shop, they create a little bit of exposition and introduce our main character. And what's going on is they're talking about how this one guy is presenting himself as a traveling salesman, but he's a
1: con man. See, something that I've always actually found confusing when I was a kid, especially, is the fact that, yeah, he's a con man, He's because he can't sell them a, a band, but he is actually selling them the instruments. He is actually selling them the uniforms.
0: Yeah, but you, yeah, he's not gonna, he wouldn't be able to sell them oh, to no, them. No. Without,
1: I'm saying as a child, though, I always got really upset with that idea.
0: This is a town where literally one person <laughs> knows how to play the piano. And that's
1: it. No, her mother does.
0: When does her mother play the piano? She
1: fixes, she uh, fixes um, the like the girl. Well, before... women can't
0: lead bands. That's, that's so, so,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Also, I like how in the opening song, they say that they're going to make the Cracker Barrel obsolete because I know that it has a different meaning back then, but all I can think is how much my grandparents liked the Cracker Barrel. So it's not obsolete. It still holds an important place in our culture. Um, also, another good thing about the opening song is it gets the title drop over with.
1: Yeah, in, in a way that actually doesn't make you feel upset that they're like, title drop. No, it's... It,
0: he's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. And he says, sales card, I already messed it up. See, this yeah. is why I could never be a salesman. And it's, it's better that he doesn't say it. Man. Other people do. Well, that's the brilliant thing is that he's just one of the salesmen for the entire song. Like, he, he's just kind of sitting there in silence. And then in the end, he gets up and he's just like, I'm Harold Hill. You, I hear you were talking about me. And then he just alights and he's like, I'm going to hang out in Iowa and he shouldn't have done that at the
1: first stop
0: if he were a greek tragic hero his hubris would totally be his fatal flaw yes because he's like i'm harold hill i'm taunting you i'm gonna go to iowa and he we already established when the salesman has a personal grudge against him and that is going to come back later also something to keep in mind with this musical is are there villains because the answer is either (laughs) no or the villain is (laughs) no
1: either that or it's the other traveling salesman the anvil salesman What's the right word?
0: Antagonist?
1: Antagonist, sure. That'll- that technically is, I guess, the most appropriate, yes. But
0: he's not wrong. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay, because they establish him as being a creep, so that makes it okay to drop bills yeah. on his toes or whatever. So we have this song. This song with no melody that's very much like a patter song. It's a patter song with no melody. Right. If, if we're not calling it a rap. And then he gets into town and the townspeople sing to him in the song, Iowa Stubborn, welcoming him to town. And this is sort of jumping from one world into the other and it's seeing Harold adjust. And it's super rad.
1: So he randomly bumps into one of his former colleagues. And by colleagues, I mean other con men. Yeah, d- it's a plot device. <laughs> yeah, it is a plot device. Who happens to have, ma- who had to have gone straight in this town um, and... Somehow, uh, it, it, he just decides, oh, yeah, he's going to help Harold.
0: Yep. So he helps Harold figure out his con, which is going to be that he needs a reason to, right. sell, to sell instruments. And so he needs something to be going wrong in the town. So they're like, what's new in the town? And it's a pool table. So Harold's like, that's all I need to work with. So we have the first song, which is sort of the fast-talking salesman type of world. And we have the second song, which is the people Bucolic. of Iowa. Like yes. the 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 sort of way that their town is and then the song three you got trouble is harold overtaking the town and it's so good and their stubbornness if if you know anything about salesmanry or like neurolinguistic programming as like a technique for like tricking people it's like a textbook study it's amazing he Uh. uses he actually uses the techniques to fool the town that like people really use. Like, you can see it in, in language patterns. Oh, every line is so good. Okay, also, have you noticed the song is racist?
1: Yes. No. Where is it racist?
0: It's racist Tell because me. he's when he's trying to fearmonger, he's like, your kids will be listening to ragtime.
1: Oh, yeah, your daughters is will be in the
0: arms of animal instinct. There's sort of the implication of, like, your daughters will be with black guys. I don't think
1: it's racism. I think it's just the new thing. So just like he's going harping on the pool table... That's the wrong way to go. It's something new, something... Listen,
0: I'm just saying the people of of River City are racist, and he's preying upon that.
1: Okay, that's not untrue.
0: But like, oh, the show's so well-paced. It's like, we're three songs, like, ten minutes in, and already we have, like, a character that we're rooting for that we liked him despite being a jerk, because if Mm -hmm. we get a good actor to play him, I really like Robert Preston. Who is only like twice my age. That's some more math hints At that for point, y'all.
1: Not now.
0: Well now he's dead. Yes. You have to keep up, Harrison. There's a lot of people no, no, no. who are dead.
1: Age still continues.
0: That's not a Twilight topic. <laughs> <laughs> I I
1: you know, I think we currently have lost pace and we're we've got trouble. So
0: we're talking about the self anyway. trouble, which is which where he's where he's outlining to the people of the town why they are in trouble and it's amazing because you can sort of see him lead the people in the town because by the end he's just talking and underneath they're chanting shunna, 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 shunna. And shunna, it actually
1: shunna. really marries the two themes that he had before um, in the score that we had before this quick patter and now and then the melody of that of the Iowans and now we have we have patter with melody with with pattered melody exactly.
0: And it's just so Okay so um, he also realizes part of his hoodwink is he sort of establishes with his friend, with his man on the inside, that there's a woman in the town who's like the music teacher in the town, who's the only person in the town who knows piano how to-, to play piano. And he's like, well, I'll have to not... It's insinuated either seduce her or like just butter her up and get her on his side because she's essentially the only one who could expose him. But what right. he doesn't know is that this woman is Mary in Peru, who's like Hermione and Belle... All rolled into one with, like, the hats of Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker wears... wears <laughs> no, no,
1: no. No, no, I get it. I just did not expect that comparison. She... <sighs> How would I describe?
0: Maria Peru is flawless. <laughs> one time she sat next to Miser Madison on a plane, and he told her she was pretty. She owns yes. two pianos and has an Irish mom. So, yeah, so he immediately tries to butter her up, and she rebutts him. He's like, I'll only be in town for a short while. And she's like, good. And it's like, oh, Marion, I like <laughs> you. You're going to go a little bit the way of Sandy from Greece in terms of how your strong femaleness will crumble into a desire to be loved. I wouldn't call it that. It's It's not a desire to be loved.
1: It's the fact that I think she finally realizes that she can allow herself to love.
0: We'll get to that. Fine. So we have another song of Meredith Wilson being clever, which I can't I still love the show and I can't help it, but half these songs are him. You can feel him showing off. Yes. And so the next song, so she's teaching a piano lesson. And as this girl um, is practicing,
1: she and her mother just sing, well, sing, talk. And, it, it, and I really do mean that because it goes from them talking into them singing in the middle of the line, in the middle of the sentence even, to this tune. And what I love is also the fact that he he makes sure that i I don't, I don't even think there's a single rhyme in that song it, it's it's i mean it's literally dialogue set to music and but it works so well especially yeah, in the, like in, america by is. paul
0: simon the song america by paul no, simon no, 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 no. anyway but you know I, I have to say this is the first time that we hear about balzac yes in this musical balzac is the unsung hero of the music man
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think, actually, uh, the, um, the, 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 the the townspeople are talking about her. No, nope, that's later. Mentioned. No?
0: Okay. I think that's later, and you'll find well, it. Well, you know, you can, you can, you can, like... <laughs> okay. And this is also where we meet Winthrop. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Winthrop?
1: Winthrop, he cannot say
0: some things. That's not fair.
1: But we love him for it. Especially when he gets teased like I'm teasing him now.
0: Yeah, you're just as bad as Amaryllis. First of all, what kind of (laughs) name is Amaryllis? You have no right to make fun of anyone for anything. Because your name is Amaryllis.
1: Yeah, she complains that he won't say her name. And then he does, and she mocks him for it.
0: Yeah, Amaryllis is kind of the worst. But I don't like her. But anyway, this is is the part where we have to mention that in the movie, little Winthrop Peru is played by... Ronnie Howard. That's right. And everything he does is perfect. And I just want to like eat him up and get him to direct a a sarcastic TV show about my life. As a child. Yes. So then Marion sings Goodnight My Someone, Mm. which is Mm. about how she's sad and alone.
1: I love that song though.
0: It's a, it's a, and this is sort of the song where it's like, oh, not all of your songs have to be clever. Now we're finally seeing some versatility because now we're sore. We've sort of gotten to where we need to go. We're really fast. And now we're like chilling out and being like, let's have a nice song.
1: Oh, the melody. I fell in love with it when I first saw... My first introduction to The Music Man was when I saw Matthew Broderick and Kristen Chenoweth on TV. And Kristen Chenoweth, before I even knew who the hell Kristen Chenoweth was, singing Goodnight My Someone was just... Uh, you weren't born
0: knowing who she was?
1: I was not born knowing who she was.
0: So, meanwhile, there's a big town meeting, and Harold Hill is like, now I sowed the seeds of discord, now I'm gonna come in with the kill. So, what does he sing to the townspeople to convince them that he is the cure for what he told them males them? He
1: tells a story of a beautiful, wonderful, melodic parade with many instruments... Including, but not limited to, 76 trombones.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say all of them bassoons. Oh, no. Having no, no, a no. big fat say. Well, no, but. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the songs from the show that people love singing that song. And no one really knows or thinks or cares what it's about. It's like if you it's think about it, it's not about
1: what it's about. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the point of the, sh- the point of it in the in the show, especially that it's he's just trying to have the song to confuse and manipulate the townspeople. That's what the song is for. He doesn't want them to actually realize he's talking about music, and That's which true. he doesn't know about.
0: That's true. He does a lot of name dropping of people I've never heard of,
1: and he's never heard of.
0: He he like mentions dead <laughs> composers as like I'm expecting a telegram from him any minute, and I forget who it was, but I looked him up, and it was like he died in 1872. Oh, oh, and this is also when we meet the barbershop quartet.
1: Mm, so the the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, who are they?
1: They oh I I did a little bit of research. They they won a competition. I can't remember what it was called. The Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America. They were an actual barbershop quartet and they cast them. First of all, you want to have an actual barbershop quartet. The the harmonies in a barbershop quartet when you have to rely so clearly on each person in there, you it's really helpful to have a really close connection.
0: So who so who are they in the context of the show? They're the school board, right? Okay. And they hate each other.
1: And they hate each other, and they are being told by the mayor to hound hound Harold for his credentials.
0: Gary but, Indiana Conservatory class of 'ot five Gold Star.
1: <laughs> gold Star. But he cleverly manipulates them by reminding them that they can literally be in harmony with one another. Oh
0: my God! He does the same thing as Maria von Trapp. He takes that this group, so yeah, that has that is plagued by problems, and he's just like, "You can learn how to be professional level singers in like thirty seconds, and then all of a sudden, no, they please, like a it's like two spell. seconds the he does it." Ice ice cream, say it slower. I-
1: ice cream. Oh my god, they're a barbershop quartet.
0: That was pretty good. Thank you. Ice cream. Ice cream. Um, okay. It's about at this point in the show that we get the sadder but wiser girl for no reason Harold Hill just has to sing about how he likes experienced women and I do not like the song and my favorite thing about it is that it's short <laughs>
1: I'm not particularly fond of it either but I don't I don't I don't
0: really have anything well, to say it's, about it's it Well the ongoing question is is Harold creepy is Harold a predator and I want to say no and I'm willing to overlook some stuff but this song is not a mark in his favor I hope and I pray yeah. for that Hester to win just one more A. I remember being like eight and trying to ask my mom to explain that to me. <laughs> and no, she tried. She wasn't like, I'll tell well, you when you're older. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. like, I was like, I don't get it. He is referring to Hester Prynne from The Scarlet Letter. Yes. I now realize.
1: So then uh, he moved, they move outside and he meets the townsfolk, the women. Um, and I, I, I happen to love this next song that, that comes up. The, it's kind of sexist. I like it. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I love the idea of what it is because I, I know...
0: you, love, you love sexism is yeah. what you're saying.
1: I mean, no, it's just a good metaphor for for well, an for audio an metaphor ladies. for for no, for just for gossiping in general.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't I...
1: have to be old ladies, and in this case, that's what they are.
0: But no, it's like a couple of, of of a bunch of old a pack of hens. I,
1: yes. But I'm saying out of context. I love the I love the idea of the song.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I love this song. I don't care that it's sexist. I'm just acknowledging that it is. It happens. Sexism happens. Sexism, especially in 1965. I'll sing it as a man. Little talk,
1: a little pick, a little talk, a little cheap, cheap, cheap. Buckle up, a little more.
0: Balzac. They're referring to Balzac, the writer. The gossip they have on Marion is that she essentially seduced an older man in town who no one really liked. He was a rich guy who'd left all his money to to the the town. town.
1: To the Madison Park, the Madison School, and of course the Madison Library.
0: He left River City, the library building.
1: And he left all the books (sighs) to
0: And then they're just talking about the books, the dirty books she advocates, like Ballback. Foster
1: is actually a bit dirty, but that's not the point.
0: You know what? This is, The Music Man is a musical of our era because the more things change, the more they say this stays the same. You know that there are small towns in America that are putting on this musical that are literally banning books. That's just something to think about. So think about that.
1: This is a good um, point that I feel like I could already talk about Marion, because she is kind of both this epitome of, of what you hope. To think of at least nowadays more of like a classy-ish girl but um the culture is there and it's just she she's so so much more free-minded than
0: yeah but at the same time it's also easier to be like well she is legitimately being kind of a snob and she's also kind of legitimately antisocial and not everyone in the town is mean oh yeah so, you know her mom manages to get along with people well this she lady. called balzac in a highfalutin greek which I find wonderful.
1: Yeah, but to, but to music.
0: So the thing, okay, oh, so also the thing about Pick a Little Talk a little is I don't know why, but then they have the barbershop quartet come out and sing Goodnight, Ladies, and like they, there's a, a reason in the play while they're doing it.
1: Well, it's to, it's to distract, once again, the barbershop quartet of school board is hounding him. So to, to distract him, because he clearly does not have the proper credentials to be selling instruments to these kids.
0: That makes it sound kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> the kids are going to buy some instruments. It's like, Harold Hill was arrested today for selling instruments to children. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 Yeah, so every, t- every time they come up to him, he'll start singing, like, one line of a song, and then they just find themselves compelled to sing the song, and then we get to listen to a lovely barbershop quartet. But Goodnight Ladies it was an old, actually, minstrel song, I looked it up, so mm-hmm. it's more racism for you, Harrison.
1: I also endorse racism.
0: But, uh, but I don't know why, but it, it sounds really good as a mashup. I guess Meredith Wilson was like, I can also remix the classes. He goes by DJ Mary, and he and he mixes up old minstrel songs with new original pattern patter rap songs. You
1: prepped that one, though, DJ Mary?
0: No, I just came up with it now. That's beautiful. You should be proud of me. I'm super proud. So Harold is like, knowing this information, I'm just going to seduce Marion, And this is our, my f- hashtag your fave is problematic. Um, we have Mary and the librarian. I know where he literally goes and harasses her. But he kisses I her know. without well, her consent.
1: But I want to say that was the beginning of it, though. Beginning of that song that, <laughs> that <sighs> it's it's like the song is and he's in. It. Undressing for her. Come on. Is so it, listeners it, it's can't a see that Harrison just a...
0: seductively bit his lip at me and started wiggling his hips.
1: Um, but no, it was more of a chest motion.
0: You can stop now. Family podcast. Family podcast. So it's also a great song. It has really great rhymes with like Marion and librarian and carrion. Also, he, he, he busts his call it? Also, there's great dancing. It's all around a great song, except for the fact that it's kind of creepy.
1: I mean, it happens in a lot of shows, a lot of musicals. They they like to just have dances for the sake of having dancers dancing. And in this case, the 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 especially in the film, they really do a great job of actually having this dance mean something. They the like he's distracting her, he's seducing her.
0: I have to disagree with you on a fundamental level about the notion of of dancing for the sake of dancing, but I will say that it's a really well integrated, well articulated number. Yeah.
1: I know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people probably disagree with me on that. It's just one of my, my feelings. On That's why you're
0: kicked off the podcast. Anyway, wow. so Marion goes home and decides to have it heart-to-heart with her mom, where she's talking about her love life, or lack thereof, and this leads into my life.
1: And Gabi is dead.
0: Thank you for joining us. Okay, okay. So the song is My White Knight," and they cut in the movie. Um, the OBC. so everyone who has not heard this video should go and watch Seth Rudetsky deconstructing Barbara Cook's performance on the original Barbara Broadway cast Cook. recording. Yeah, so this is sort of one of the songs that really makes Marion as a character because it's one of the songs that transcends her from being sort of like the cold, bitter, young, yet hot, nerdy old maid who, like, needs a guy to, like, come and, like, teach her how to live it's a little bit like no she's just a little bit different than other yeah. people and she's in a small town where she hasn't found anyone to meet her expectations and they're actually reasonable
1: mm-hmm. and i also think this is like um this song is a great foil to 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 harold's song earlier of the Saturday but wiser girl where i think i think seth rudetsky said something about this that, that this is her ideal but then of course he winds up having she winds up having to settle and here it, and before it was him with his ideal and how he also winds up having to settle
0: yeah, they're good for because she's great and he's awful.
1: Yeah. Always marry a girl better than you.
0: Hey, Harrison. What? The Wells Fargo wagon is coming. Okay, did you know the Wells Fargo wagon is a bank and it didn't get to it didn't get to our neighborhood until a few years ago? I like didn't realize Wells Fargo was really was bully a thing? thing until yeah. I was like thirteen, fourteen. I was trying to
1: do some research to figure out like what made them decide to actually write a him decide to write a song about the Wells Fargo. Probably wagon. growing up in like, Iowa,
0: like everything that else was about this the music. Thing, or was
1: he was he endorsed?
0: I doubt it. This isn't like the legally blonde jet blue endorsement of two thousand five. god, the Wells Wells Fargo is another thing where it's like this song is not moving the plot significantly. You could have two lines of someone being like, the instruments are here, the instruments for the boys band are here. But instead, we have this really rousing big town number because once again, Meredith Wilson is like, I really like Iowa. Y'all should just see how much I like Iowa. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Although my, my biggest fail for this song, I lo- although it's a, like a great fun song to sing, is it's a terrible act closer. It, 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 it act just doesn't, actually, it's not that it should end on a down note. I mean, it, it, it shows expectation, but it, it's not the most,
0: I don't know, it's not big enough for me. Well, it's an interesting choice because then we have Lil Winthrop, who has been so excited by the prospect of the band and the, the changes that are happening in his life, that he sings... His little solo number, really yeah. lispy about how excited he is for the Wells Fargo wagon. And then when the song is over I and his sister is freaking out, and she's know. so like, Marion is so excited that
1: she, he's talking and I love the number of S's they throw into his right, words there.
0: but more than that, he keeps calling her sister, sister. And it's like, you're, her name is Marion. And if you're insecure about the letter S, you could literally get around this by yeah. being like, hey, Marion, I have a cornet. They just need to remind us that he is, has a lisp in case we forgot. Yeah. Because we were going to forget. And yeah, and curtain closes Act 1. Oh, shoot, we forgot a big plot point. Yeah.
1: The incredible Professor Harold Hill, who graduated 05 at the Gary Conservatory... Or did he? Spoiler, he didn't. ...was found out by a one Marion librarian. Well, she... Uncovered in the town records that Gary, Indiana had not even been built into the year after. Which means that there could not have been a conservatory in Ought 5 before the town in Ought 6.
0: Why don't we refer to the 20, like the 2000s as the Oughts?
1: I think we ought to.
0: But yeah, she figures out she has her chance to, to, to ruin him by showing it to the mayor. And when she sees how happy Winthrop is, she backs down.
1: And she she clearly could not upset Harold. Na- well, not upset. That's not well, this word. is a
0: turning point. Is she yeah. starting to she's starting to fall for him?
1: I, I actually think this isn't the point where she starts falling for him. I think it's the time that she finally lets herself fall for him. Because in Marion, the, um, the the song that is, they clearly make it seem like she actually kind of really wants to fall for him, but knows better.
0: No, Marion is super harassy, the
1: song. Yeah, no, 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 but no, there are moments, there are moments that at least, um, that uh, proper seduction there, I think.
0: So, hey, if you thought that the Act 1 finale was pointless, we get to the Act 2 opener. I do. They randomly work in a way to be like, let's just sing Shapoopy. And first of all, Shapoopy is a word invented by Meredith Wilson, and the song has no plot.
1: Yeah, I grew up listening to musical theater, but I went to an all boys high school where very few knew anything about musicals and they especially didn't know about the music man. And then one day I walk into school and all of these boys are randomly singing the word ship poopy ship poopy ship poopy ship poop. No, they didn't actually understand there were more lines. Uh, guys, do you know what that's from?
0: family
1: guy yeah family guy no no not family guy although yes nice well done seth mcfarland teaching our youth of today about musical theater of yesteryear without them realizing it but it was really irksome and wonderful at the same time during that Cause moment you could sing extra lyrics? no not just because i could sing extra lyrics but i knew what it was from and i knew that they had been fooled
0: That's like when I was in fifth grade and we each got assigned a state and we had to look up the state song. And the kid with Oklahoma was reading the lyrics to Oklahoma, which is also (laughs) the state song, was making up the melody. And I was like, I know the melody. And I sang it. And he was like, how do you know that? And I was like, I just know things that you don't know. My story is um, when I first met my boyfriend, we went on a couple of dates and I was talking to my brother and I said, I don't understand. I've been on two dates with this guy already and he hasn't even tried to kiss me. And my brother (laughs) said... Maybe he's a Shipoopy
1: <laughs> Or maybe he wants to make sure you're the Shipoopy
0: Well, the the girl who waits for the third time around, head in the air, feet on the ground, she's the one you're glad yeah. you found. She's her right. shippoopi.
1: He, he wants to make sure that you can become his shapoopy.
0: No, I think, not, I not think he's the Anyway, so meanwhile, things are starting to pick up. Um, Harold is starting to sort of get in with Marion a little bit. The boys have their instruments, but Harold has to wait in town. Until the uniforms come so we can collect, collect money for the uniforms. And yeah. So That's meanwhile, a he's supposed to be teaching the boys to play, but but since he can't, he says that he's invented the think system, which is if you think about the music really hard, instinctively, it'll just come to you. If eventually. you build
1: it. They will
0: come. Yeah, and it's a really terrible idea. <laughs> because even Marion's being nice to him, and she's like, but my brother never picks up the cornet you got him. And he's like, oh, we will think about it. And you're like, oh boy.
1: I know. She's being super coy while not being coy enough about knowing this the entire time. Like, the entire second act, she knows. And she doesn't properly hold it over him, nor even properly acknowledge it.
0: Well, that's partly what gets him, is that he realizes that she has... This sort of ace up her sleeve that she just wasn't using.
1: And that's how you know that she likes him.
0: It's something that should have made her not like him. And I guess it's sort of like, you really like me for me and not for all my lies. Which is, a you know, good enough for musical theater.
1: Although, uh, one big lie, I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that Harold Hill is actually not his real name. His, oh, yeah, name, his is name is actually is Gregory. Gregory. And by, un- by the end, he still hasn't told her his actual name. Everyone's still calling him Harold Hill.
0: It's fine. Yeah. Oh, so the next song is another barbershop quartet, which is Lida Rose, which Lied is really Rose, pretty, which is weird I'm because again, they're, they're sort of, they say that it's a standard. They're like, oh, it's like the old classic song, Lida Rose, yeah. and then the quartet starts singing. It's like, but you wrote the song, Meredith Wilson. It's like, you wrote pop barbershop quartet music.
1: One day he was going to write yeah. a show and he knew he needed to have barbershop quartet in the show. It's true. I have a friend named Elida. At, who was in the a cappella group I was in in college, oh No Strings no. Attached. I'm so in. sorry. do We kept saying we had to round up the guys and just sing her "Lighter Rose, and we never did. So I apologize, lot if you're listening. Lighter Rose.
0: And he matches up with her singing Will I Ever Tell You, where Which she's... Is,
1: again, beautiful, overlapping. Yeah, 90s. less substantial in some
0: of their other stuff. But you know what's super substantial? The next song. Hey, guess what? Is it? Oh,
1: it's the Wells Fargo Wagon, isn't it?
0: No, that was... Last act. Well that's
1: what you did last time. Okay. I October. get it. So, no, so now Gary, Gary, Gary. Gary Indiana.
0: Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana. So God. it's talk about pointless songs. Talk about pointless annoying songs. Talk about pointless annoying songs that I love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, especially because the lyric is literally just singing it over again and then let me say it one
0: second. It's like I guess I have Wait, to. Yeah,
1: because I got nothing.
0: Hey, fun fact about Gary Indiana. The Jacksons are from Gary, Indiana. As in the Jackson really? 5 and Michael Jackson. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, th-
1: it's all because of Professor, Professor Harold Hill and the music that he brought there in That's definitely not it. No, no, it clearly is.
0: Uh, we're not even sure that he's from Gary, Indiana. Since he lied no, no, about... No, 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 no. He's no, no, no. In fact, he's almost certainly not. So, guess who's back?
1: Back again. The
0: evil anvil salesman. Who is not evil, but... Misunderstood, an no. Which is a hard thing to sell. When See, he's not as good at being creepy towards Marion, so he's a bad guy when he, when he does it. He calls her girly girl, and like mostly it's that, that he calls her girly girl. That is
1: not the type of misogyny that I approve of. Yeah,
0: you're a misogynist of, of finer tastes. Yes. Um, and he's come into town to ruin Harold, and Marion tries to protect him, so she's essentially... Decided that she's in it for the long haul at this point. Yeah, her judgment is questionable. And the anvil salesman is like, "Listen, he seduces women in every town he goes to. You ain't special. Yeah, want to make out?
1: If only he had five more minutes. Because he had to catch his train. So she just just has to distract him for just a little bit longer, so that he has to make the choice: his train, which if he doesn't catch, might make him lose his job, or to take the letter to the um, to the mayor to to out Harold.
0: So, that night, there's this big public party in the town, and...
1: In the, f- in the film, this is where Shibupi is, is bu-
0: But, um, Harold says, meet me by the footbridge, which, for me and my friends back in the day, was the sun deck. And Marion's like, I've never been to the footbridge with a man, and I understand that, because I never went to the sun deck with anyone. But, so she admits that she loves him, and she sings Till There Was You. Which is oh, so pretty. It really is. Okay, fun fact about Till There Was You, I believe that it is the only musical theater song that the Beatles ever, ever recorded a cover of. Which um, I only
1: just found out earlier.
0: Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. It's really good, except the same way that, that Shapoopy is annoying when people contextualize it to Family Guy. I've heard Till There Was You called a Beatles song. And it is very not a Beatles song. This song always makes me think of If I Were a Bell, because there were bells on the hill, but I never heard them ringing. If I were a bell, I'd ring. The songs are completely different from each other, but they do also have the commonality of sort of like the straight lace good girl sort of falls in love with the bad guy. And there's like bells and hills and stuff. I mean, this song
1: actually reminds me, though, of 10 minutes ago. The hills
0: are alive with the That too, people. but no, it reminds
1: me of 10 minutes ago from Cinderella.
0: Oh, I wanted to ring out the bells, bells and, and swing out my, my arms, arms and just to sing, sing out, out the news. news. A lot of bell imagery. Yeah. Till there was you. Unlike a lot of songs in this musical, it's hyper-conventional, but it's okay because it's so good. Because it's Meredith Wilson showing off his versatility. And once again, I get it, Meredith Wilson. You're showing off. It's okay. I like you anyway. And you're great. And then I wrote the Music Man. Um, this is also where she reveals the ace up her sleeve and and tells Harold that she, she knew. She knew. And this is sort of when things become too late for Harold. This is sort of at this point, his friend is telling him that like they're on to you. There's this anvil salesman, and you have to collect your money and get out of town, or you can just S. get out of town. And he's starting to sort of hesitate because Marion is so pretty and nice. Meanwhile, he he follows her home, not in a creepy way. She goes she goes upstairs for a minute, and here is where here's where I have to be a little bit embarrassed. They do a mashup of the night my someone. At oh, seventy six, trombones. I
1: hate
0: that. Why do you hate it?
1: I don't know. I just I, I like the poetry of, of it. The fact that you know him starting where he is, she she's starting where she is, and then showing how they kind of have come to understand the other one's perspective when they when they switch. Yeah. But I I hate how it, the the cuts. How just seventy six trombones led the big parade.
0: Goodnight, my heart. Okay, that depends on like, the arrangement. It, you can make it playful. Oh, you, you could, but I'm saying
1: that's not how they do it.
0: I feel like the revival did it, okay? Really? But here's what embarrasses me. I did not realize until I was fully, like, 16 years old, plus I think someone had to point it out to me, that those two songs are the same melody.
1: Mm. So it's not just me. No, I hadn't. I hadn't slowed it down enough to realize that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, we're <up> all <laughs> gonna yeah, so they're the same song. And it's like they were destined for each other this whole time because her song of not knowing who her soulmate was was his song of cheating people out of their money.
1: So beautiful. Perfect match. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she she distracted the Anvil Salesman a little bit too well. He missed his train. And is still he in town. has
1: gotten the people to rile up and chase down that Harold Hill. They're
0: going to tar and feather him.
1: Is that actually what their plan is? It was
0: 1912. People did that sort of thing all the time back then in Iowa. It's supposed to be humiliating because, like, you're covered in feathers. I feel like at that point you're so badly burned from being tarred that you probably don't care. I digress. So Winthrop shows up and confronts Harold, and this is sort of the moment where everything all comes together for them as a couple, where Winthrop is upset, and Marion says, well, he did do good in the town, and he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people... Including you, including you, and Winthrop's like, I'm mad. And Harold is like, I've been no good before, but a woman has sort of seen what's good about me, and she's an amazing person. And I just sort of have to face the music. Uh, uh. Yeah, They the should have used pun that mind line. Before. They should have used that line. So he lets them capture him, and he ends up at the high school gym, and. They're trying to decide about tarring and feathering him, and the crowd is sort of ambivalent because Marion makes a good case for him, but then ultimately the mayor says, well, there's no band. And this little group of boys files out. Oh,
1: Captain, my captain style.
0: I'm going to actually read the stage direction from the original libretto because it's wonderful. Um, so the kids show up and Harold has to conduct them. He doesn't know anything about music. They've been sitting there humming the same minuet over and over again. So it says here is he gives the upbeat and leads the band in minuet and G like it has never been played before. Just barely recognizable. The river citizens think it's the greatest thing they ever heard. And that's just, my boy yeah no but I'm saying it's amazing because it's sort of one it's like a really sort of funny resolution that the people don't need their kids to be good at music because parents are overindulgent in that sense but it also sort of taps into the fact that wow he's really like brought joy to this town and then everyone sort of forgives him they cheer and then like which whatever your production is you need to sort of make up your own finale probably right. reprise the 76 trombones to make it not sort of anticlimactic you could
1: kind of just end it on a mini wet injury like just keep playing Eventually, it, just, keep it <laughs> <Everybody leaves. laughs> just keep playing or it until
0: everybody leaves. Just keep playing until suddenly the whole audience is just going. Okay, this musical is wonderful because you can listen to it 500 times and never know all the words. I'll say my favorite lyric is partly dependent on the rhythm. I don't know why I love this so much. Because it's not particularly clever, but it's just, you got one, two, three, four, five, six Six. pockets and table. Pockets that mark the difference between a gentleman and a bum with a capital P and that runs with P and that stands for pool. And there's just something about it that he's just sort of, just even like the counting just being like he has them hanging on his every syllable. And for some reason, if he didn't just say six pockets, like it's just his perfect dramatically building up to a point. It really is. I love that. All right. Um, Do you have a favorite lyric? Yeah, I found
1: it. I found it. I mean, it's really cheesy, but I still like it, she hates it, um, oh, no. but I must depend on a wish and a star as long as my heart doesn't know who you are.
0: That's actually my pick for least favorite lyric in the whole show, because it's mostly a very tightly written show, and that mm-hmm. line, the line feels a little bit slipshod to me. It's like, what do you mean my heart doesn't know? How it, Does your heart know differently than the rest of you? Don't look at me like that. Okay, yes, but it sounds corny in a it way that doesn't It is corny. Work. I don't mind corny when it's driven home, and this isn't.
1: But what's your least favorite lyric? Um, I said my least favorite lyric before. Let me say it once again, Gary Indiana. It's like, ugh. Couldn't say anything else
0: because it's supposed to be this like cheesy little song. I know, like my I aunt know, used know, to know, sing that song in the so car much. to bug my grandparents. And you can totally see why. It's like Annie hadn't been written yet, so they couldn't have little kids singing tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow. You're always a day away. That's true. And but so you, you just sort of let know. it slide because so an adorable ginger ginger child with like daddy oh issues is singing
1: to you. Yes. Winthrop is a wonderful ginger child with daddy issues.
0: Amazing. His daddy is because his Cause daddy's
1: dead. So oh yeah, we forgot Annie's. to mention that. I know. I ship it. No, not ship it. Well,
0: no, okay, because he, he would have been born in about 1902, and Annie would right. have been born in about 1920. Yes. Yeah, so, so he's he, a little bit he, old no, for her. No, no,
1: no, He could be her father. This it's is never getting exact, new <laughs>
0: headcanon is that Winthrop gets married and moves to New York, and like his father, dies young, leaving his orphan daughter, Annie, Annie. and <laughs> she's raised. All right. I am so glad we worked this out together. This is, yeah. This, this has made Guys? this entire evening productive. Yes. <laughs> you know what's great about this show? Yes. It passes the heck out of the Bechdel test. Oh, okay. yeah. There are two women with names who talk to each other about something other than a man. There's also At a lot point. of women talking to each other about men and etc. but you know what? It's a musical from 1957. I'm going to take what I can get. Yeah. Marion is a fully articulated person. Despite
1: having no reference, like, source material, even a lot of the, the smaller characters really have real substance to them. They seem like really yeah. well-fledged fully fledged characters.
0: There's a note from Meredith Wilson being like, don't play the townspeople as caricatures even though it's easy as you don't ham it up because they take themselves very seriously. So, thanks for joining us on this, our pilot episode of of the podcast that's going to change the world. We dare you to watch Music Man without thinking the Jacksons were from Gary, Indiana. Thanks for listening to Pick Little, Talk Little. You can follow us on Twitter at PalTal podcast as in P-A-L-T-A-L. Email us at paltalpodcast at gmail.com or find us on facebook pick a little talk a little we are produced and edited by the incomparable rachel jacobs you can find her at rachel jacobs.com or on twitter at wtfrjk i've been your host gabrielle gazelowitz i'm at gabrielle which is spelled in a way that you probably wouldn't guess and i'm on twitter at gabby gazelowitz so see if you can find me So until next time, and to quote the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, Goodbye, 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 goodbye.